so excited to have our next guest. He's a freaking financial magician, guys. Uh, and when I say that, he really is. Um, he basically is a literal magician and a senior financial consultant and retirement planner. He specializes in helping people get educated on asset protection principles and wealth building strategies. Um, he's been a magician for over 10 years, guys, seriously. And uh, maybe he'll use his magic to make this podcast funny. I don't know. Do you think that's possible, Billy? Most likely. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, he saw a need for financial literacy in the entertainment industry. He knows that entertainment professionals are independent business owners and must take care of their own finances. So important. And I'm really glad that you're on here because your mission is so important. Uh, however, the world of finances is mysterious as a world of magic. Can you guys tell he gave me this bio? Because there's no way I could have been this eloquent. Okay, so Billy has made his goal to expose the myths about retirement and uh, to show that it's not all smoke and mirrors once you understand the concepts. Holy shit, what a bio. Uh, welcome, Billy. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Good to, so good to have you here. Okay. So do you mean that I can live like a normal human being and be an artist at the same time? Absolutely. I mean, it's going to take a lot of work because for being an artist, you know, we get that, uh, we get a lot of flack for not going into the traditional route of getting a job and stuff like that. But if you're making money off your craft and you're honing it and you're sharpening your skill set. You can definitely live like a normal human being and be an artist at the same time. It just takes extra work. Wait, doesn't me being homeless make me a better artist? I'm confused. No. <laughs> being homeless is not necessarily an uh, indication of you as an artist. It's just a circumstance that you got to work with. And you know, there are a lot of people that are homeless that end up being freaking multimillionaires. Uh, look at uh, Chris Gardner from uh, Pursuit of Happiness, right? Will Smith, I mean. <laughs> so his story is pretty crazy. You know, he lived as a homeless person because, you know, his job kind of screwed him over. And slowly he was able to become a self-made millionaire. So you can definitely um, overcome those obstacles. You just have to have the willpower and drive. So, um... You mean I can't retire on Social Security? Uh, Social Security is probably going to be gone by the time we uh, we hit like 65. I'm 29 right now. So when I hit 65, I'm probably not going to be able to rely on Social Security. They said that by 2030, Social Security benefits are going to drop from 100% promised to 70%. Wow. Shit, I need to change my plans. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> How did you start your finance career? So my career was very, very interesting. So um, let me back it up all the way to uh, high school. Um, that's where I started magic. And so I started learning about magic and stuff like that because I didn't want to take the traditional path. But as I was going through school and stuff like that, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so when I finally left college, I was very, very fortunate to meet uh, a couple of um, very successful individuals and magic kind of helped me network with them. And so they took me under their wing and um, basically taught me a couple of principles about finance and retirement. And I just saw a huge need over there. And what ended up happening was I went through the course material needed to get licensed and I got licensed uh, with the state. And that's when I started working with them as an intern and uh, I worked my way up to senior consultant. 
Mm. Wow. Holy shit. Um, and you're so young too. You're one. <laughs> um, yeah, you're really young. Um, that's amazing. So, um, how did you get started with magic? Oh, like I said, um, back in high school, I was a very shy kid and I wanted to kind of overcome that because, uh, I was never really good with talking with girls or, you know, even other people. And so girls are not, girls aren't people. (laughs) Most people that get into (laughs) magic want to learn magic to impress girls first. (laughs) So has it worked? Has it worked? Uh, I'm engaged now, so it must have worked. (laughs) When's the wedding? Uh, No idea yet. We're both working on our careers right now, so we're trying to get in a better financial position before throwing down on a crazy wedding or anything like that. Wait, are you Asian, Asian? I am Chinese, yeah, so Asian, Asian. You're going to have to pay for everything. Yeah, and my fiancé is Thai. So we're all Asian, Asian. Wait, Fancy wait, Asian and jungle Asian. Wait, wait, wait. Because in India, the woman pays for everything. Uh, in China, the man pays for everything. So in Thailand, who pays for the wedding? I have no idea, but... Hopefully you know. she doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it's probably going to be me. Um, I definitely want to be the person that supports her. Personally, for me, I don't... Like, if I'm unable to take care of my own people... I feel like I don't deserve her love because it's, it's also a matter of pride for me. Cause I, growing up, I saw how big a piece of shit my dad was and how he treated my mom. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very heartbreaking to see people get into relationships where they break up because of finances. So I've seen this shit growing up and it's very, it's a, touchy subject for me because um i i want to be deserving of my my lady and i want to be able to take care of her and you know when you're working as an independent or you know a business person sometimes when you're in your beginning stages of your, of your career uh, money doesn't come as quickly as you hoped it would and so she's been there for me when i was building up my business and, and when, when i was down and out and things like that so i want to be able to take care of her if anything happens that's awesome. Really great. Awesome. So um, what, what were your reactions of your parents when you told them you were starting finance or being a magician? So when I told them that I wanted to work in, you know, entertainment and being a magician, uh, they were like, oh, that's cute. Uh, you know, just do good. Learn and uh, find something else to make money. You're not going to make money with that. And she was completely right. <laughs> so back in college, I was trying to do a lot of shows and, you know, things like that to get my name out there. And while I did do a lot of shows, the money was not really there. Everyone kept on asking for like free shows and, you know, I'll pay you in publicity. I'll pay you in food and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's great, but that's not paying my freaking tuition, which was hiking up every like quarter or something like that, or every, uh, every year. And so after college, I, I tried to do that a little bit to make more money, but it didn't work out. So uh, very fortunate to meet those individuals um, that helped me learn about finance um, while I was uh, down and out. So that's how I got into that financial world. So when I told my parents that I was going into finance, they're like, oh, cool. That sounds very prestigious. Um, that's where the money is. So 
they were they were pretty happy about that. Love that. Cool. So, um, okay, who do you find? besides yourself and me if that's even possible uh, <laughs> dave Chappelle is one of my all-time favorites um russell peters um stephen lynch is also one of my favorites but basically any comedians that do observational comedy and it's a lot of times like um you know like dave Chappelle got a lot of flack for his last uh last stand of comedy um but I really don't think it was that offensive. It's like his style has always been like that. And it's, it's the people that are getting increasingly sensitive about certain topics. And Americans, cause they would die in China on the first day. If they were <laughs> I wouldn't know too much about that though. But you no, know, for me, um, I try not to be as offensive, um, to a lot of people just because in my line of work, I do want to make sure that my clients are taken care of and they feel comfortable with me. Um, but you know, when I'm doing magic and I'm performing and stuff like that, I poke fun of everyone. We're all there to have a good time. I try offensive as possible because it works for my comedy and it makes my um, clients do their work. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, who's your favorite magician? My favorite magician is a magician from Japan. He's a Japanese American. His name is Cyril Takayama. And just growing up, I was always looking forward to his specials. Um, he was known as like the first viral YouTube magician. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it before, but uh, back in the day, there was this clip of him pulling a hamburger out of a uh, paper uh, menu. And that one trick right there stuck with me so hard that I tried to find everything I could to learn about him and the magic that he does. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, what is your financial philosophy? Uh, what do you mean by financial philosophy? Like, what do you believe about? Because you want to help entertain, I mean, you help entertainers get their finances sorted out. So like, what would you describe your mission? So my mission is basically to educate um, people about finances. Um, it's such an important topic that no one really ever talks about. Like I'm pretty sure 90% of people growing up in school didn't learn anything about, you know, how to do their taxes or uh, tax strategies or, you know, retirement or savings and stuff like that. And that's one of the biggest things for me because growing up, uh, I lived in like section eight housing. I've lived in, you know, uh, rent controlled homes and stuff like that. And my parents or my mom uh, didn't have much money, but she made it so that we never starved. So I give really big props to her. She was always hustling, even though cards were usually stacked against her because being an immigrant and not really speaking the, uh, the language, that's a, that's a really big disadvantage but she always made it work. And so my financial philosophy is that if people want to succeed in whatever it is that they want to do, one of the biggest foundational steps that they need to build is understanding their, uh, their financial house. If their financial house is not in order, everything will fall apart. Yeah. So my goal is to basically teach them strategies that are not necessarily taught in the mainstream, um, like by mainstream, I mean, like, you know, when you look at the news, people talk about 401ks and stuff like that. You ask anyone, they all, they all know about a 401k, 
but I'm pretty sure that if you ask them deeper questions about it, they don't know what they're paying for. They don't know what they're investing in. Yeah, very true. So um, if you rule the world, what would you do? If I ruled the world? Well, um, definitely um, do more about like global warming and stuff. Cause it's kind of crazy that uh, we're in a situation where a lot of animals that we grew up looking and um, you know, think are cute are going extinct or going endangered. Like freaking koalas are functionally extinct. Like that's crazy to me. That's sad. That yeah. So definitely a lot more in, uh, in it, like a lot more investing and research into green energy. That's, that's nice. Very noble. Um, so what do you wish entertainers knew about entrepreneurship and finance? I wish more entertainers knew that if they work as an independent or even if they work as a assigned person, that their money is always going to be a very important thing um, in building their own brand, building their business. Because most people don't know that when you sign on to a label and you get that sign-on bonus, that's actually a loan. It's an advance. And basically what that means is that when you get that deal done, the company expects you to make X amount of money to pay off that advance. And if you don't deliver on that promise, they're going to take, you know, whatever uh, money that you have left. So it's kind of important to understand how that type of situation works. Cause if, if you see some, how some of the, um, like the more un financially uneducated performers uh, behave, the moment they get their advance, they spend it all on like cars and stuff like that. And they, they don't necessarily know what that entails. Mm -hmm. So I want them to learn more about how to handle their money, how to handle themselves as a professional and how to handle themselves as a business person. I love that. So what do you wish entrepreneurs knew about entertainment and not being boring? Okay. If humor is so freaking important in, in business because when you have a sense of humor, um, it allows people to feel comfortable around you. So I like to do business in a way where I'm not like, you know, I don't have a stick up my ass. Uh, I don't twist arms. I'm not really like hounding people to you know, be my client and stuff like that. Because if I do that, then chances are I'm going to burn more bridges than I'm going to build relationships. And that's not conducive to a successful business. So entrepreneurs need to really build a sense of humor if they don't have one um, and kind of just understand that, you know, the human element of it, uh, the emotional uh, quotient of it. So um, how do I get started if my financials are a mess? It all boils down to education. So, if you don't know how to do something, chances are you're not going to know how to do something until you kind of get a little bit of result, but results come a lot faster if you have someone to guide you, right? So if someone's financials uh, are a mess, then what we would do is first and foremost, we do a financial workshop to let them understand, you know, certain structures, certain principles about how money works, and then we'll break it down. Um, we'll look at their income and outgo because that is basically one of the most important parts of understanding your financial health. If you don't know how much money you're leaking per month, you're on a sinking boat. Mm -hmm. And there's a really, really good quote that uh, I learned. It's if your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep becomes your downfall. Mm -hmm. I love that. Really good quote. So um, 
let's let's talk about your magic routine. So what sure. is your magic routine about? So I try to completely avoid doing card magic uh, on my social media because there's a lot of card magicians on there and no offense to them. Uh, they're freaking fantastic. Uh, I just don't like doing card tricks online. Um, but if you meet me in person and have a deck of cards around or there's a deck of cards around, I'll do stuff with that. Um, I do telekine um, telekinetic magic. So I bend forks and spoons and stuff like that. And also do weird, creepy shit where I eat razor blades and stuff like that. Holy shit. Oh my God. Do you have a channel? I do. Watch it? Billy yeah. Guan Magician. How do you spell it? B-I-L-L-Y-G-U-A-N, magician, on Instagram. Nice. Awesome. Follow him, stalk him, uh, because when are you going to find a financial planner who's a magician, guys? Come on. All right. Come I'm on, guys. the only one. <laughs> You're not the only one? Probably. I've never really seen yeah, anyone exactly. else. Stalk, stalk him, guys. Um, so you should, you should trademark financial magician, I think. I think that's, that should be your... It's so next. corny. I don't want to... I don't want to brand myself as a magician when I'm doing finances and stuff. Magic is just a hobby. Finance is where the money's at. So uh, how do you balance your uh, financial work and your magician hobby? So I do more of my uh, career work now because I've been doing magic for so long. I, I don't really want to learn or I don't really actively seek out uh, new magic tricks to learn anymore because I have a pretty decent sized repertoire where I can work on. Uh, every now and then I see a trick where, you know, I'm like, Oh, I need to learn that. And, you know, I go to magic shops, talk to other magicians and kind of learn from them. But for the most part, I focus more on, uh, on the business building side and magic is a building block of that because I use it to network with other types of uh, professionals. It's an icebreaker for me. Awesome. So um, uh, what is your retirement plan and what do you recommend other people to do if they don't have one or are not happy with their current retirement plan? Mm -hmm. So my current retirement plan is I fund a lot of money into my uh, index plan. So that's the strategy that I teach all of my clients. So I fund my index plan. I also have, um, you know, investments in you know, Fundrise and stuff like that. Uh, I try to learn about Bitcoin, but then that stuff is way too crazy and you can lose a lot of money overnight. So I don't really uh, do that anymore because um, I don't know how that world works. But index strategies is the way to go. Awesome. So um, how can I find a rich retirement plan? I mean, a man. How can I find a rich man? <laughs> uh it's where you fish right if you fish Where's in a pond the riches i'm guess. most close to death. i want a guy who's very rich and very close to death <laughs> uh sometimes it's who you know and sometimes it's who you blow i don't know okay who should i blow <laughs> find someone in beverly hills i guess <laughs> i don't blow until he gives me a three carat canary diamond ring with an asher set so he's at beverly hills okay what industry what is the highest amount in, is it taxes that you're going to or insurance uh, or which one? It's the way that uh, financial industries work, it's so broad. 
uh, it's hard to say, but I know for sure that in my industry, uh, in financial services with uh, retirement planning and things like that, a lot of money is over there. Like people say that um, real estate um, is a lot of money to be made, but that's more on the investment side. If you work as a realtor, um, if you're not a established realtor, it's really, really difficult to, to make a lot of money because it's such a saturated field. But with uh, finance, everybody wants to learn about finance. Everybody wants to learn about retirement. So you have a bigger, bigger um, field to harvest your wheat at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, harvest your wheat. Haha. So uh, what financial sources do you keep up with? So I read a lot with um, like the rich dad, poor dad. Um, I'm on my third uh, read of that book. Another gentleman that I learned from a lot is David McKnight. And he has a book called The Power of Zero. And there's also a documentary also called The Power of Zero. And he talks about how um, the U.S. debt is pretty much going to destroy most people's retirement if they're not ready for it. And he proposes tax-free retirement strategies. He's actually coming out to our... um, financial wealth building summit uh in january so i'm very excited to hear him speak again and uh, learn more from him awesome so what kind of conferences and summits do you go to how do you choose which one to go to so our office um holds uh financial summits um twice a year so there's one annual conference and then there's one um like a a conference in like the last couple of them were in um, las vegas which was pretty cool and on one of them uh, in Las Vegas, actually, for, for the last two Las Vegas conference, uh, some of the biggest changes in my life happened there. So the first one, we had Tim Grover come in. And if you don't know who Tim Grover is, he's the trainer for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Wow. And he did a mindset training on me that just pretty much gut checked me. Like every five minutes, I felt like I was being beaten up mentally. And so after that training, I made a promise to myself and I decided that this year I wanted to, to do better and serve more people. And then the year after, um, I was awarded a uh, top producer, uh, one of the top producer uh, awards in, in the company. So that was pretty exciting. And then last year's conference, um, I actually proposed to my, uh, uh, my fiance. Nice. That's amazing. So last year by last year, I mean, uh, August. Okay. That's great. Amazing. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so uh, what kind of audiences do you perform for and like what kind of uh, professionals do you work with in your financial business? So I work with everyone. Um, I don't discriminate. Um, so a lot of my personal clients are people that, you know, are my peers. Um, I have a few that are business owners um, that do pretty well for themselves. And in terms of magic, whoever likes magic, uh, I'll perform for. Uh, I hate performing for people that are like super analytical and stuff like that because they're always trying to catch me out. And that's not what magic is about. It's about sharing a moment where, um, you know, everyone's laughing, everyone's enjoying the, uh, the presentation of the trick. And so if you're not an asshole, I'm more than happy to work with you and, you know, show you a trick and stuff like that. Love it. And then what kind of clients do you enjoy working with and what kind of people should not work with you? Um, I work with everyone, but the people that shouldn't work with me are people that 
think they know it all because when I'm giving advice, it's coming from a place where I know it's going to set them up in a way where it's, it's very beneficial for them. But if they're fighting me every single step of the way, then there's no point in me working together with you. Like I don't twist arms to do business because it's very, it's very difficult and very annoying to work with someone that is challenging you every single step of the way. Like that person's coming to me for advice, but then they end up not taking my, my advice. So there's no point in that partnership there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, how can we work with you? How can we stalk you? How can we find out more? What's your website? The whole thing. You can hunt me down at facebook.com slash Billy Guan agent. Or if you want to take a look at my magic stuff, it's at uh, Instagram, Billy Guan magician. And the readers are stupid. Oh, uh, Instagram.com slash Billy Guan, G-U-A-N, magician, one word. Um, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Billy Guan agent. So thank you so much for um, your time. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot about finances. Again, hit them up if you have any questions on finances. Really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.